This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Oh, what's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with That Snack, Polly Cupcakes, and this is the official Caps Chirp Podcast Season 2. We made it. Made it, fam. Let's go. Premiere of Season 2. We're still around. People think we're relevant enough to not be replaced yet. So, actually, actually, Polly, uh, as per our contract, we have to say that the only reason that we're still around is because there was not that many Washington Capitals podcasts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're just one of the few, so you know, we we, we get promoted by av- availability. Small fish in a small pond, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, Just so kidding. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's our season two and it, you know, you'll talk about it later and it, hopefully our actual hockey season is coming up sooner rather than later. Absolutely. So for season two, we made some changes, uh, network wide and we will be doing, you will have content two days a week for all the NHL teams on the network, which is all of them. So if you, you know, if you like any other teams, uh, you know, shame on you for one. And for twos, <laughs> check out the hockey podcast network.com. And, you know, there's just really, there's a couple, there's original content. There's all sorts of good stuff. Uh, you know, we've got Terry Ryan, a couple of XNHLers, Brad Lieb, you know, um, some really good life after hockey. That's what Brad Lieb does. Uh, house of hockey, uh, Ray, Ray and breezy do that one. So definitely check all of them out and, you know, but just stay true to us because, you know, we're the best, but every team's represented plus original content, you know, there's 60 plus hosts over 31 podcasts. It's a, it's a hell of a good time. And from now on, you're going to get us twice a week. So if you remember in the beginning, before COVID, uh, we were doing these podcasts twice a week anyway. So we we're doing two episodes a week. Um, and our first epi would be because we record this all on the same night. We always record Sundays or for the most part. So this format's going to be as such. Monday is going to be like your current events, like what we've heard from the past week. And then Thursday, we're going to go into like a deep dive of like our think pieces, things that we that piss us off or whatever that may be. Uh, you know, keep in mind, we're not going to be your like, like up to date news source. You're just going to, you know, tune into us for commentary on this stuff. You know, we're not going to be able to report everything live, but don't worry. We will every Monday is where we're going to be like reporting like, you know, kind of more caps relevant stuff as it pertains to the season uh, in play. And then on sat on Thursdays, we're going to be uh, doing more of our like more creative pieces, if you will. So. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> you know, uh, say the Capitals play on a Tuesday, you won't hear us talk about that on Thursday. We will talk about that the following Monday just to, right. you know, further explain what troll was saying. But, um, we will cover all of their games 
it just will sometimes be the following Monday, or it'll always be the following Monday. So sometimes you'll have to wait an extra episode, but be promised to bring you solid content on Thursday, even if it isn't the most recent games. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Cavs fans, you know, ones who are left over, who've made the crossover from season one, thank you. You're the true OGs. And anybody new who's just tuning in for season two, welcome. Uh, Hopefully uh, my shitty tykes won't, like, you know, scare you off immediately. Uh, Polly's nice. We promise that for sure. Uh, But... You know, other than that, I think we should just get into our first ad read, and that's for summerskates.com. You know, they're, they make an incredible product. They have these like slides that are sandals that go on your feet. They are made out of hockey laces, right? So it looks like the aesthetic is like just real hockey laces, which is so awesome. Um, very, very hockey look, uh, unmistakable. Especially if you are a hockey player or have ever been around hockey, that's unmistakable look. Uh, great stuff. Summerskates.com, uh, at Summerskates on Instagram and Twitter. They sent us a couple pair. You know what? They have these like limited edition, and I'm not even sure if they're still live. So you should definitely go check them out and see if they're there at Summerskates.com. But they have these limited edition Ovechkin ones that are made with the yellow laces, and they're one of the few ones that have the yellow laces. Uh, that's like also mm-hmm. a player one. So uh, that shit is awesome. And yeah, they're sick. Yeah, I, I love them. They're comfortable. They look slick. Um, you know, people always notice them. And since we live like in the outside, uh, outside Pittsburgh or closer to Pittsburgh than DC, um, people are definitely always like, well, what are those? And I'm like, your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the best part about summerskates.com is that they have partnered with the Princess Margaret Cancer Hospital and have donated over $100,000 to them through the Road to Hockey Conquer Cancer Partnership. It's a Canadian company, so like that's a Canadian donation, but you know, over $100,000 is a huge amount and it's not just like certain promos, like our promo alone doesn't go there. Literally every a percentage of every sale goes to charity. Um, you know that's a great that's a great uh, it's a great cause and honestly like that's a huge that's it's quite a bit of profit that you're really cutting into yourself as a small business to 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 sacrifice that in the name of charity. So keep that in mind when you're buying like your next 300 pairs of summer skates at summerskates.com. Um, again at summer skates on Twitter and Instagram, you know, go get them. Tell them capture the official capture podcast sent you. And, uh, I mean, thank us later. Yeah, man. As we're recording this, there's free shipping. When you buy two pairs or more, you get a matching koozie, which is what I have right here. Check this out. So that bad boy. Um, it's an awesome product. Like troll said, thank us later. Absolutely. Well, speaking of koozies, I think it's time to uh, pop some tabs, Paul. How about you? Let's do it. To season two. One, to season two. two. Three. <laughs> All right. So. Well, season what? two and I'm already screwing up. <laughs> <laughs>
That's uh, no, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all good. Um, I should have waited, but Polly, tell us about some league news here. Something just a little bit sustain us. <clears throat> so, um, a lot of people are probably aware of this, but for those of you who don't know, Claude Julian, the head coach for the Canadians, had to leave during their series with oh, I forget they beat the Penguins for the play-in. Uh, I forget who they played, but he had to leave um, due to heart issues, and he had to go under the knife. He had a surgery, but he has said that he is 100%, and he wants to get back to coaching, and he's going to coach as long as his body's going to let him. So uh, congratulations to him for getting back and healthy. It, w- it was a non-COVID situation. It was all heart health, but he's back and uh, ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what a fighter. I mean, it's it's. Great stuff to hear. Uh, he's definitely got a lot of years left. He's not a young guy, he's not, but he's not a, not a terribly old guy either. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, 60 years old, I feel like he's got at least 10. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, all of us regular slobs have to wait to 69 to, uh, to retire. So, <laughs> Yeah. Why can't old Claude fucking at least put another five in uh, and, and make – in, in, in Montreal, of all places, where they're probably paying him an exorbitant amount. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so good luck to him. I'm sure he'll be back on the bench, back as bench watch for the Canadians next year. Um, and good luck. I mean, good luck playing with an overpriced goalie, and that's probably what gave him a fucking heart attack. I'm going to pay yeah. Terry Price $10 million a fucking year. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think he sees the future with this team, and that's why he wants to come back because there's some there's some real promise with these guys. There are, man. I love that Suzuki kid, man. Um, they had uh, a great – and I can't remember who – it was Boston. No, it wasn't Boston. It wasn't Boston. Uh, they lost that series, right, the first series. Maybe it was Tampa? Maybe. Who did they – I don't know. Yeah. Here, I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, anyway, so we'll move on. But uh, Johnny Boychuk, a uh, solid D-man, retires following getting his face sliced open this postseason. Um, flyers, real quick. Flyers. The flyers. That's who the Canadians got eliminated by. Yep, that's right. And they took the Flyers to, what, seven? It was six or something? Uh, right? I, think it, I think it was six. Yeah, six. That's a good series. Um, yeah, but back to Johnny. Yeah, so Johnny Boychuk. Retires following uh, his face getting sliced open this postseason. He and Ovi had a solid on-ice rivalry. I mean, as most number one shutdown guys do with Ovechkin. Um, yeah. Him and Johnny had a were always butting heads. And, uh, you know, dude had a good career. I think that he yeah. can walk away ha- head held high and won it with the Bruins – yeah, so. he's got a cup with the Bruins. Um, there was a, a video posted the other day. I don't know if it was Nova Caps or Russia Machine. Uh, he knocked down Ovechkin on a shift, and then he paid for it. Ovi <laughs> le- leveled him like three times on the same shift. Um, and then that rivalry just carried over to when he joined the Islanders. So, uh, yeah, man, he was he was good, and he was tough. And yeah. it, it'll, you know, it'll be a little sad not seeing him go against Ovi. If you want to hear more about Johnny Boychuk, go check out the uh, Never Say Die podcast for the Islanders on the Hockey Podcast Network. They just talked about him this week. Um, so you can find them anywhere you find us or on their Facebook page. They they stream it. 
God damn, Polly, look at you throwing in plugs. You know, yeah. folks, if you didn't know, I picked up Polly mm, quarter of the way through the season um, last season. And, Mid-December. And he was terrible. He was just <laughs> God fucking awful. Uh, he kept hearing his own voice in the, in the cans and that threw him off enough to where he couldn't speak freely. Uh, and now look at him one year later and he's just a pro podcaster at this point. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to say. One single tear is just dropping from my, my eye right now. Um, (laughs) well, before we get too sentimental, let's move on. Yeah. Um, Former Capital and uh, this is a tough name. I, I'm going to say Wolski. Wojcik Wolski. Wojtek. Wojtek. The Jays. Wojtek Wolski. Okay. Wojtek Wolski. He won Canadian Battle of the Blades reality skating competition, which basically seems to me like a figure skating version of Dancing with the Stars. Is that um, what that is? What is that? What was that? What is that? Dancing What's with Battle the Stars. Of the Blades. No, Battle of the Blades. What's that? It's it I think it's a figure skating like version of Dancing with the Stars. So uh former hockey players team up with current figure skaters and hockey players have to I'm pretty sure they had to wear figure skates and so they have sure. to put on um, a performance and do a routine of figure skating. Wow. And uh so he conf- he competed with Megan Duhamel. Um I'm imagining she's a talented Canadian figure skater, not familiar. Um, but, uh, there were eight pairs of skaters. And so apparently they didn't win any particular week, but they stayed consistent throughout the, the contest until the final week. And then they won. And the winning couple gets a hundred thousand donated to the charity of their picking. And, uh, Wotech was a number of the 2012 13 capitals. So, uh, congratulations to a former former cap, and it's got to be no easy task picking up figure skating. It's a even yeah. though people may you know there's similarities, but it's definitely a completely different style and skill set. What who um what okay what I've so much to unpack here, so much to unpack. <laughs> uh, who what where did they donate to? Did they did did, did the article site where they donated to? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Um, no, I don't remember. I should right. have. Well, folks, he's not. He's not one hundred percent, but he's still there. Um, <laughs> now, what the fuck? They have a. They have Canada has a a show that is like Dancing with the Stars, but they target hockey players and say, "Haha, now you have to go figure skate." How Canadian, right? <laughs> Seriously. What the fuck? I would watch that though. I would watch that. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I mean, to ju- oh, okay. Um, here, so here. they 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 donated to the Sandra Schmerler Foundation and the Hospital for Sick Children Patient Amenities Fund. That's cool. Hundred K. Um, but yeah, I was just watching figure skating today. Uh, there was, I don't know if it was, I think it was American Nationals in Vegas. Okay, I was watching that instead of NFL football because, you know, that's that's some talent right there. Nice, nice. Um, wow. Okay. Well, that's uh, 
It's definitely crazy. A funny story. I played with a, a figure stator girl turned hockey player. And this is a, like a really good figure stator lady uh, when I was like in school, like high school. And uh, she was, her name was Jules. And she was a uh, super, I mean, she wasn't great at hockey, but like she skated like a figure skater. Like her, it seemed as if her skates never came off the ice, but she was always like zooming around. She like Kenny Wu. I don't know. I mean, a solid skater. Like you never, she rarely fell over. Yeah. Like very rarely fell. Obviously very I would sure. Ha- it, it seems like figure skaters are like all things being equal. They're, they're better skaters than hockey players. Like, uh, yeah. because that's, that, that's their entire sport, you know, for hockey players, there's more to it, but I, I, I think figure skaters are definitely more talented on the ice in terms of the actual skating. Uh, yeah, undoubtedly. Uh, plus they skate on a wider blade that is sharpened to generally five eighths. So five eighths is a general figure skater, uh, cut, whereas half inch, which is, you know, so that there's a deeper edge there or a more aggressive edge on a hockey skate. So you can turn easier, um, and stop easier, but yeah, like, I mean, it's not a goalie skate, but it's close. And, uh, yeah, they have to like, they have a toe pick, the whole toe pick thing. And then, you know, flying around in the air. That's pretty intense. Um, yeah. And you know, it's funny because like we think hockey skates are expensive, dude. A good pair of figure skates is like five G's. Damn. Yeah. Like three three to $5,000 probably depending on what you get done to them. Like, so the crazy part about figure skates is that they have precious metal as their blade. So, like, you know, like, hockey's blades are all one piece of metal? Yeah. Well, you know how, like, figure skater blades is, like, it's the boot, which is, like, basically good ones are handmade and, you know, heat moldable. And they have, they're basically just, like, a big thing of, like foam so that your foot can't move at all literally in that yeah. like, boot and it's made out of like wooden leather and then their blade is like metal like shiny metal but then like like so steel and then the actual plate part that contacts the ice though is made of like rare metals like gold like beskar yeah like beskar <laughs> like, <laughs> like beskar from the mandalorian uh no actually it's a much softer uh metal like gold or copper or uh more pliable metal that's some real artisan shit it is it is and i don't know i mean so so like the fucking blades alone are like a thousand to two thousand dollars and then you know you're grinding that shit there's some there's a good um show on net maybe the netflix about a figure skater and um, you know, with what I've seen on the show and plus what you just said, it sounds like it is much like people think hockey's expensive. Like that that's brutal. Yeah, and like all the outfits and shit, dude. I mean, come on. Yeah, I think they're like those are also thousands of dollars. Some of them, yeah, they're real expensive, I'm sure. Probably got like fucking diamonds and shit on them. I don't know. I don't know. 
I, I mean, I worked in a pro shop that had like figure skating crowd and hockey pra- crowd. And like the good figure skaters would be like, you can't even touch these skates. Like they would look at That's me. And be like, I was just about to ask, did you sharpen figure skates? Yeah. And I fucked a couple up and got like in trouble. Uh, cause yeah. first of all, it's hard to sharpen them. You have to sharpen them with a different stone. Plus you cannot even touch the toe pick because the toe pick so toned into like how they skate, how the figure skater skates. So like fucking up, if you hit the toe pick with their, with the sharpening wheel, you've ruined the skates. Like the blades. Jesus. So it's like two G's. Yeah. That's too much pressure for me. <laughs> yeah. So you really got to like do them well. The, the guy who did all of them was like the manager and he was like the guy. He was like the main dude. But yeah, there would be people that would just be like, you don't even touch these. Like leave them for whoever it is. Um, so I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Um, most of the guys that worked in the pro shop when I did were all hockey players, but there was one and his name was Ash. This kid's name was Ashley. And um, he was just kind of like a skinny dude. Uh, tall dude, uh, still in high school, I think, it was like a homeschooled seventeen-year-old. It was weird, man. Figure skaters are weird. If you and they were like trying to do like a national national team bid, him and his partner, like he moved to Fairfax at Rest and Ice Rink to do this to like become a figure skater professionally and or nationally. Yeah, yeah, it's an intense life. It is. It is. I don't. I don't know. I mean, whatever. I'm not super involved in it, but from my talks with him, he was like, "Yeah, I like moved here for figure skating." I was like, "Wow, that's intense." Yeah, and you know, there's. It's not like you have a full team, you know. So right. it, less people advance because it's mm. an individual sport. So that takes right. some serious commitment. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, this is now a figure skating podcast. So yeah. I don't know if you guys have caught on, uh, we're going to talk about nothing but figure skating now, but, um, the toe pick. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, if you didn't know now, you know, 27 years in the military, Bob McDonald, the guy who sings the national anthem is retiring from the army, which is awesome. Congratulations, Bob. Thank you for your service. Uh, but he was still seeing the national anthem for home games. That's awesome. Again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's going to explore, um, going to explore retirement, but he's still going to make time for the capitals. Atta boy. Atta boy. We love to see it. Um, I mean, at that point he's royalty. So he might as well. Right. Right. So, um, and, some more Caps talk. Um, two Capitals legends, uh, Yager and Ovechkin. So Yager, he uh, he was quoted as saying, earlier I thought Ovechkin doesn't have chances to break Gretzky's goal record. Um, it was six years ago, but Alex has changed and became a better and more effective player than he was in his youth. I think he works harder now. He'll be able to break Gretzky's record if he can stay healthy and keep working as hard as now. So, like Troll in Poly Cupcakes, Yager thinks that Ovechkin can do it. He's 188 goals away. And, you know, it's just mm. – it's it's nice to see that a guy like Yager, who played forever and still is playing, 
in the Czech Republic has faith in him. And I, I think it kind of reassures us fans that haven't been there because Yager's been there and he thinks Ovi can do it. Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, to call Yager a Capitals legend is maybe a bit of a reach, but a, a legend in himself. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess you could call Yager a Bruins, Philly, Florida legend as well. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's on um, your caps poster, isn't he? He is. Yeah. I have a poster of the 2002, 2003 Washington Capitals. Him and uh, it's funny because, you know, I always thought that this poster was just kind of like when I was a kid, I was like, mm, man, fucking Capitals, 2002, 2003, they fucking sucked. But, you know, I've got so many like, I've got like so many like legends on here. Cole Zig, uh, fucking Brennan Witt. <laughs> I mean, Sergey Gonchar. The the coaches, get this, Glenn Hanlon, Bruce Cassidy, and Randy Carlisle. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um man. Steve Conowalchuk, I mean, gotta love that. He was he wore the C. Uh, you know, uh, let's see, Cal Johansson's gotta be Jeff Halpern's there, Michael Nylander. I mean, this team wasn't bad. Dinah Zubris. Oh my gosh. Mike Greer. Whereas uh Yager's up there, number sixty eight. Uh, they're only a couple years off of a cup appearance. Yeah, no? Yeah, like uh, after right yeah 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 fuse after that yeah um yep Callie Johansson's here yeah gotta love it I mean that's a lot of good a lot of crazy uh crazy names on this on this poster for sure just kind of like reminiscing so this isn't on the outline but I just wanted to ask before we get into our um our segments yeah should we tell tell the fans about our golfing experience? Oh fuck, we totally forgot about all that. Yeah. <laughs> so Caps that fans, would have been a good that would have been a good hip check if you I didn't know. have anything else. I know, I know. Well, I do have something, um, and it's just a little bit of an update. But the um, Caps fans, I got Polly cupcakes out on the fucking links the other day. It was Sunday. No, no, it was Friday. Friday. Last Friday. 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 Yeah. Friday after Thanksgiving. Um, Polly just goes, oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. So after like months of being like, just ripping on him for not coming out and, you know, it's socially distanced activity. It'll be fine. He finally agrees to meet us at like our, our night, our closest kind of, um, I mean, I don't want to call it a scumbag course, but it was definitely a, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a beer drinking golf course, I would say. Yeah, it's more my speed. You know, they, they yeah. don't have a dress code and right. things are just relaxed. It's it's not like no tea the, times. It's not it's, country club shit. Right. It's come as you. It's first come first serve. No tea times. Um, I love the course. I love the course. Shot my personal record there twice. So I'm pumped about it. Um, but real straight, real like not a lot of dog legs, not a lot of elevation. You got to deal with. It's just a nice course to go out and whack some balls around, you know? Um, Polly comes out and he's like, all right, I'm just going to borrow some clubs from my dad. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And Polly goes, he's got like five sets. So he's just going to let me take like whatever I want of it. So this motherfucker shows up with three drivers, all wooden, all wooden. And they're all one woods. They're one woods. I don't even know what the fuck that is. A one wood. Jesus Christ. And, um... And a, uh, 
I, you had a club in there. It was a 10 iron. Yes, a 10 iron. You were like, what is this thing? It's <laughs> just flat. I don't understand what, I have no idea what you use that for. You would think that a 10 iron would be like a, a drastic angle, like a pitching, like a sand wedge or more. But I guess not. I don't know. Hey, he, your dad, had, where the hell did he even get those, dude? First of all. Well, so it was definitely three, no, not three, four or five sets mix and matched. He has three bags. Um, so I, I left the bag that I've seen him use. It's a brown bag. I left that alone. Um, and I grabbed almost everything that I took was already together, but I think I, I mixed and matched a few. And, uh, the, the my bag brand is McGregor, MacGregor, not McGregor, like Connor. And, um, yeah, you know, it, it was just, <laughs> so I had a McGregor bag and then I think all my irons were Knight brand. I don't even know what that is. I had a Spalding. I had the, the 10 iron was a McGregor. Um, my putter was something else. I don't know. Yeah. It was just a complete mix match. Uh, I've never seen the movie, but I've seen previews. Basically my clubs look like they were from Shia LaBeouf's the greatest game ever played. Yeah. Uh, a couple guys walking by when I was waiting for troll because he was 40 minutes late. Um, <laughs> told me that my clubs were antiques and I should appreciate them. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I had to, when it came to driving, I, I borrowed trolls driver. And if I do buy any golf clubs, that will be what I, I replace first. I'll, I'll buy a driver cause the rest of them are really in decent shape, but you know, I had a good time. I got Did frustrated a few times. Yeah. You were for the most part. Pretty- the back nine, the start of the back nine, you started getting real pissed because you, you well, whiffed, yeah, you biffed a T, you fifth a T like four times, and then finally we just took a drop. Yeah, and then my best drive of the day, I sliced it into the river. I drilled it, <laughs> but then it it went off the fairway into the river. So, right, um, it was it was enjoyable. Um. There were, you know, I didn't max out my, my count every time. I got a a couple sixes, a couple sevens. I think I might have had a five. Can't remember. Yeah. So we played um, an eight. So just so you know, Capstones, obviously. So I started playing this year, so quarantine. And I've been like, oh, Polly, dude, you got to get into this. Like, it's pretty fun. And, uh,. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I went to, and actually had to buy all my shit from like play it again. So it's a little bit more put together than Polly's set in the sense of I spent, I think I spent like $130 on everything, a bag and clubs and everything. So we've got like all these like shit brand like Walmart clubs, but at the same time, you know, whatever. I, you know, it, it, I, I work, it works. You know, I can, I can hit under 100 at this place. So I'm happy with that. Then we went, but I had a 123. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Polly didn't do that great, but. Dude, I fuck with that bag that you have, that McGregor bag. You just got to clean that thing up and, like, wash it and then, like, wipe it down. Maybe, like, I don't know, spray it with, like, leather conditioner or something. Yeah, I mean, it, it is pretty legit. The only thing that sucked about it was <laughs> I, I kind of aggressively uh, reached for a ball, probably, av- I think, after I put the one in the river. <laughs> and my knuckle, which my hands are dry because I wash my hands a lot as it is between – OCD and a pandemic 
and um, my knuckle cut caught on the zipper. And so I spent the last like four holes just bleeding <laughs> like a, like a maniac. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the bag is legit. It, it is. It, it's cool. I, yeah. But you know, troll finally got me out there, even though yeah. for months I've been telling him he's ridiculous and I had a good time. Was it fun? Or would you go again? I would. Yeah, I had fun. You only need to bring one driver, or actually probably none of them. So you don't need three yeah. in one woods. <laughs> well, I used I used those a couple times. I think I used one on a on a par five in the fairway, and yeah. it was helpful. And I used one on a par three. It was helpful. And I used them a couple other times, and it wasn't helpful. But um, it, it it was it it was good a couple times. But do you have like a three iron? I didn't even look at the back because obviously I was late, like we said, and we had to like get going. Do you have a three through a nine iron though? Yeah, I think I have every number and then a pitching wedge and a 10. And a 10. Uh, okay. The yeah. 10, the 10 gets me, dude. The 10 freaks me out. Yeah. There's not even like, there's no texture on it. I don't even know what that club is. What do you use that for? Is that well, just a you long s- Didn't you butter? say the. Was it the lower numbers for distance, the higher numbers for height? Yeah. So you would think that like, so a nine irons just right off your pitching wedge. So like you would think that like a 10 would be in between a nine and a pitching wedge or even more than a pitching wedge. I, I don't know. But yours yeah, it was a not, much different angle. But yours is not angled at all. It's just like straight up and down. It's like a yeah, hockey it, stick. It, it, it has a slight angle, but it... It definitely is nothing like the other clubs. It actually, it kind of forms um, like an acute triangle. An acute triangle, like the angle is acute. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like it's like it almost is like a switch hitting club. I think I could have used it as a lefty because it had like an angle on both sides, but not an intense angle at all. It, it, it is a weird club. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Golf Reddit is saying that a 10 iron, the first thing I say, what's a 10 iron? And a 10 iron and 11 iron, WTF question mark. Uh, <laughs> so it says the 10th iron is the pitching wedge, which yours is definitely not a pitching wedge. Uh, and the 11th is more likely the gap wedge or sandwich. Callaway has done this in recent past. Uh, maybe it's a sandwich then. I, I don't know, but yours, it's not angled. The face of the club is not angled at all. Anyways, Capstones, if you know about golf, because we clearly do not, please let us know what the fuck this 10th iron is. It's really weird. It's straight up and down. It's not even, there's no angle to it. Um, I think you should use it for putting or maybe like just chipping onto the green. Speaking about putts, I think I putted like three from the fairway because <laughs> <laughs> it was close enough to the green that I thought if I chipped it, I would send it over the green. Right. Well, that's the way I golf. So just to let everybody know the kind of day I had. Well, we should do it again. I think you had fun. So plus, yeah, I did. It was quite entertaining for my eyes. So, well, let's let's bring back some classics here. Let's get into yeah. our segments. 
Absolutely. So, folks, here is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. So kick the box for this week's hockey troll hip check. You know, obviously I'm going to bitch a little bit. How come hockey ain't on? God damn it. How come? And we just want to give you here really an update as to why it's not on or what we have heard up to thus far as to what's going to be going on with our favorite sport. And for, for first, for first offs, let's talk (laughs) about the ECHL. So the ECHL is the only one really holding strong, like the true soldiers of hockey uh, and the uh, true soldiers of the apocalypse, if you will, that they're going to start playing on December 11th. Now, they have given other teams the the ability or the the call to opt out of playing the season. And that's fine. Um, If you're going to be if you're going to be weak and not play hockey, that's fine. Uh, (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, But yeah, so for the most part, though. The UCHL has slated their start for December 11th with teams give it, having the ability to – or having the option to opt out. Now, the Wheeling Nailers, um, which is where we live, are – they're in. Ice is down. They're just chomping at the bit. They're ready to go. So, hopefully, yeah. the boys will be nice and uh, and good for that. And hopefully, they can, uh, you know, make a good run. Now, Yeah, um, so the uh, – the uh, most I think all the Canadian teams opted out and – there are a few other teams, but the ECHL will press forward, and um, yeah, so it's it's not going to be a full a full league, but there still is hockey. And like Troll said, December eleventh is when they start. Right, and I'm sure that if things get better, like midway through the season, there will be discussions about bringing the other teams back in. Maybe I don't know. I mean, if nothing else, for to beef up the playoff eligible teams because right. you can't play half a season to make the playoffs. So right, right. maybe bring back these teams just to, just to add some variety to the schedule. Possibly. Yeah. After I said that, that's probably a dumb idea. So maybe they're just out for the year. If so, you know, um, that was their decision and I respect that. On the other hand, the AHL is continually pushing back their date. Is that correct? Polly? Yeah, last I heard, uh, they have no idea, basically, when they're going to play. But see, here's the thing. If the NHL starts, the AHL is going to have to start. It's their developmental league. It's the league that they send guys to to be healthy and close, mostly. Logistically close, within a five-hour drive of the city that they play in. For the most part, that's how the AHL works. The ECHL is all over. Uh, you know, obviously the Wheeling Nailers are the affiliate of the Penguins, but um, what's it? South Carolina is the uh, the affiliate for DC, the Stingrays, yeah. and uh, it looks like and in the Reading, or no, I'm sorry, and then uh, the Hershey Bears for DC as well. So as you can see, the HL team is only like four or five hours away from uh, DC, whereas the ECHL team is a little bit farther away. So the way that I see it, either the NHL is going to have to make large concessions and what the, the, what the roster looks like, or they're going to have to 
require the AHL to be operational in some capacity in the sense of having those backup guys, at least in town. I mean, right, Paulie? Like logistics. Yeah, so right? um, I just did a quick Google search, and it's looking like maybe February 5th is a possibility. Um, I don't know if anything's confirmed, but February 5th is looking like the option. In the meantime, it may have the same effect the lockouts have had on the AHL for the ECHL. So these teams may put their guys in the ECHL because that's the only hockey there is. Right. So, I mean, it could really change the the gameplay until the AHL returns because, you know, some teams um, – well, I guess, if you know. Um, right. So could, if, you're, if you're an ECHL up, fan, you might be getting to see some pretty pumped-up talent here on your own team, which is nice. Yeah. It, it would be nice. Um, it kind of sucks for the, the hometown favorites that the ECHL teams have, have signed, but you're going to get a, a higher brand of quality or a higher brand of hockey, higher quality of hockey. So that really, um, I think that's what's going to happen. If the AHL isn't playing, the ECHL is going to be filled with AHL players. Right, right. And, and with the start date uh, for the NHL at January 1st, it only makes sense because the AHL generally starts about a month after the NHL that the AHL starts somewhere in, in February. So really, you know, don't panic, AHL fans. This is going to happen. You are in, are the only ones that are truly needed, I think, as far as if you were to compare the ECHL to the AHL, who needs you more? Who does the NHL need more? It's the AHL. Absolutely. Um, I, and I, I think, um, it, it, like I said, if, if the AHL decides not to play, which is highly unlikely because the NHL needs it, maybe the NHL will make exceptions and allow more teams to practice, like with a higher uh, number of guys on the roster. Right. That would be um, one solution, but it, it you make a good point. It'd be hard to not have an AHL season because the NHL relies on that pipeline so much. Right, right. Um, yeah, unless, like I said, large concessions are made to the NHL roster, which means doubling the si- football size rosters, like 100, you know. Yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah, which would be very weird. And, and I mean, you know, I don't I don't know. I, how would you fit cap? Like, I don't even know how that's going to work. So instead of destroying the whole system – might as well use the system that is currently available, and that would be the AHL. So uh, last season we covered that there's a ton of options with the new season coming up. Division realignment, hub cities, fans, no fans, you know, whatever it may be. I just need some hockey in my life, and I hope that January 1st is the way to go. You know, fans or not, I think that it's it's still a good thing that, that sports will be back in, in some capacity. You know, they say that if a vaccine's on the horizon, you know, who who knows what when that'll be available, if that'll be available, whatever that means. Uh, and hopefully this whole COVID pandemic shit will have been done within the span of a year um, because it's already drug out quite a long time. And, and really nobody also knows like the financial and, and whatever economical fallout that we're going to hit anyways, but 
as far as just being able to go out and return to normal life, I mean, I feel like I've kind of been in a, in a daze, man, like a haze, weird situation. Um, and now it's starting to get fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, science. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Caps fans, again, got to tell you about summerskates.com. Check them out at summerskates on Twitter, at summerskates on Instagram. Great company, makes a great product. They're sandals that are made of hockey laces on the fabric parts. Uh, really cool looking for sure. And they have the, the best part about this place is that from day one, they've got a percentage of all sales to the Princess Margaret Cancer Hospital through the Road Hockey to Conquer Cancer Partnership. Uh, so basically, what that means is that they're, you know, the road to hockey to con- can't conquer cancer has been a Canadian kind of like a push for a while. And summer skates has been on since day one. Um, as far as their company goes, uh, they've accumulated over a hundred thousand in donations. So that's incredible. If you buy two pair or more, uh, you get a free matching koozie with the NHL team that you bought. Uh, we've got them here. The Ovechkins. Eights, yeah. We Ovi has some limited edition yellow laced ones, uh, and you know they reached out to us and they're like, "Look, uh, we were interested in working with them because of the charity aspect." But when um, when they reached out, I was like, "How about you send us a couple of the pairs of sandals, and then you know we'll we'll pump you up then." So you know we wanted to get a little something out of it, selfishly, selfish us. Uh, but hmm. you know having the having when they came i was super surprised first of all they gave us the limited edition ones but when they came they're fucking awesome i love the yellow skates love the the etch work i mean all the stitching is like top notch well-made product folks uh check them out summerskates.com at summerskates on social media twitter and instagram you know buy two pair more get free shipping and matching koozies it's a great product Thank us later. Absolutely. Uh, ditto to all of that. Thank us later. <laughs> all right. Anybody hungry? I am. Mm-hmm. It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. <laughs> All right, folks, you've been waiting for this since March. I know you have. Um, (laughs) So first of all, that intro just makes me laugh every time. But it's great. Shout um, out, Scott. Shout out, Scott Lewison for that, for hooking us up with that riff. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's beautiful. Um, So I'm not sure if anyone has noticed, but recently uh, on TikTok, I have transitioned my snack time with poly cupcakes into actual food so i've just been um showing off some things i eat and reviewing it and i even on thanksgiving i took a picture of what i had at my in-laws but i forgot the picture i had at my parents because i was gonna my in-laws we had a, a less traditional and i was gonna you know give you both pictures of a less traditional and then the the, the traditional turkey meal and I forgot to take the picture at my parents' house, so I didn't post them. 
but yeah, I've been I've been getting into into reviewing food, and you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm no stranger to food, so yeah, yeah, I guess I'm I'm someone who could who could uh, shed some light on it. But anyway, so let, let uh, me now clarify. The, wait, wait, now wait, 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 wait. Let me clarify what he means by re- reviewing food. It means he took a bunch of shit and put it in his smoothie blender and drank it. And it's just completely cringe. <laughs> and he's like, and he tells you what he thinks of it. Uh, you did. I like the, I, I like that you're eating a little healthier though. Got some hard boiled eggs last time. You need some light. Dude. Yeah. And I don't want to, you got to get the camera up. Like, so when you're, you know, the, that angle where your whole face is taking the entire frame, not flattering, not flattering. <laughs> All right, I'll take that into I'll take that into account for my. How about some light? Let's make let's make it look like the food is not being eaten in your basement slash like weird dungeon area where you keep I don't even know. Dead. Well, I was in my basement. When, I know for the last video. <laughs> I know, but let's let's make the appearance that it's not. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, right. you know, I appreciate Just the feedback. Production. I do. Just a little production um, value. That's all. Yeah. Well, um, so now we're back to podcast snack time and it is not food centered. It's just more of a a happy slash positive hockey thing going on in the world. Um, and before I get into what I I was talking about, um, you know, in the, in the hockey troll hip check, we were talking about how hockey isn't around and we can't wait for it to come back. And that is true. But in the meantime, there is college hockey on. Um, so I know Notre Dame has a bunch of, uh, NBC sports shows or NBC sports. Um, they're airing quite a few of their games and you can also, uh, subscribe to like the big 10 network and, and stuff like that. So, if you're needing hockey in the meantime, there is college hockey on. So, you know, check that out if you need to scratch the itch. Notre Dame just swept Michigan, number three Michigan, in Michigan. So, uh, you know, that's good stuff. But uh, uh, As you can tell by Polly's background, looks like he's shooting an IRA propaganda video. Oh, uh, my God. Talking about, you know, car bomb, car bomb, what is it, the Catholics? Carbon the Catholics. Yeah, the, the, uh, I guess technically the terrorists were the Catholics. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait. Wait. So the IRA though, they're Protestants. Yeah. No, they were. So basically, the main issue was the Catholics wanted the English to leave Northern Ireland, right? And they wanted uh, the entire. They want the entire island of Ireland to be one nation. And, uh, and so that's that what the flag the is. The, you've got the green that stands for Catholics, the orange that stands for Protestants, and white is the peace between them. So that's why the, the flag is the colors that it is. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, a little history wow. lesson there. But anyway, well, again, so. Again, more lighting. Real, more lighting. We need more lighting because you look like you're in a basement just – Setting up car bombs and Molotov cocktails. I don't know. It's weird. Well, all right. <laughs> just so kidding, just get it go. The Capitals organization 
in the likeness of the Hershey Bears, have hired their first ever female coach, Emily Angle Notsky, maybe? That's how you say it. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. Um, she is the video coach. She has a film degree from the University of Colorado, where I believe she played club hockey. And she was a video coach for the U18 US, uh, US hockey team and the senior women's national teams, uh, women U8, U18 and senior women's national teams. And for the last five years, she's been in the assistant director of operations and video coordinator for University of Wisconsin's men and women's team. Um, and since 2017, it's been just the men's. Um, but so she has extensive experience uh, for Team USA and the University of Wisconsin, both in men's and women's hockey. Welcome to the franchise, Emily. And this is, uh, you know, a seal or a glass ceiling breaking hire and congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Obviously you've proven your medal in so many ways. Um, and it's great. Uh, you know, uh, I have never been playing at the level where I was afforded in a a video coach. So, uh, (laughs) uh, you know what, Emily, it'd be great if you'd come on our podcast and talk to us, educate a couple of shit bums, uh, at hockey as to what the fuck even a video coach is. <laughs> I've done I video. I've done video as a coach. Like I've, I get it, but it's like, there's gotta be a better way than what I did. Right. You know, you can't yeah. just, you can't just show a kid this and then be like, you fucked up. And then just <laughs> be like, it just seemed like, you know, the, the punishment time when video came around. Yeah. Uh, watching videos is tough. Uh, of yourself um, and that the, the fact that, you know, people can watch it and, and break down tendencies and it transitions into the game plan is just really impressive. So, you sure. know, I'm, I'm just wishing her the best of luck and I, obviously she'll be great because she's done it before. It, it, it's a tough job. And so, you know, and good for her for, it's super important because, you know, I would have loved to see like, Dude, if you were to show me playing hockey, I wouldn't know me. I wouldn't know what I looked like. It'd be hard for me to pick myself out of, like, a bunch of people playing hockey. You know what I mean? Um, on top of that, I probably would be like, oh, God, that stride is fucking awful. <laughs> what? What is going yeah. on? Yeah. Um, we only did film once or twice in high school, and... It was when I watched myself. I was just like, "Oh God, that is no." Yeah, yeah me too, Polly. Me too. Yeah. Um, but in the in, so the 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 theme of snack time this week is women in hockey and women in sports. So uh, moving along, uh, congratulations to Emily. Um, another big hire for a a female coach is Kendall Coyne Schofield was hired by the Blackhawks. She um, was hired to work with, uh, she's a player development coach and a youth hockey growth specialist. So she will continue coaching her all girls youth program, the golden coins uh, coin, like her feet or her last Last name. name. Uh, She was with the San Jose sharks broadcast team. She did a couple games this year. Uh, In addition to her, um, so she got a broadcasting uh, related degree when she played college hockey at Northeastern. Okay. She's 28 years old. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh, no, I was just saying, okay. Yeah. Um, so she's 28 years old, and she's the first female player development coach in Blackhawks team history. While she takes on this job, she will continue working broadcasts for NBC for the Notre Dame games that they cover this season. She's an Olympic gold and silver medalist. She is a world gold medalist multiple times, which that's the tournament held every year. She's an NWHL champion. She is a world championship all-star. She is a three-time finalist in the 2015-16 winner of the Patty Kazmaier Award, which is the top NCAA women's collegiate player. So she not only has the experience as a player, but she has a degree in this. And she has, I've heard her during a couple of games and she obviously knows the game. Right. And, uh, you know, she really just has, she checks all the boxes. So, you know, this is just amazing. Yeah. There's so many men that do not have that extensive of a resume. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a no-brainer. And, dude, you know, the big thing that, that kills me about it is that, like, what a beast. Like, she's able to do all these different things, right? So, like, she's living her best life, no doubt. 28 years old, like, has her own shit going as far as, like, hockey at the grassroots. Um, is a broadcast, doing the broadcast, like, spot gigs, you know, like, filling in or doing whatever that is, right? And then doing this with the Blackhawks. So it's like, she's not fully committed to any of these and she can still divide her attention amongst all of it. Um, Yeah. And you know, on top of all of that, she and her NFL uh, playing husband still can make a marriage work. I mean, come on. Wow. Like these two are probably the busiest two humans can be. And you know, they're still doing all that. It's, it's really amazing. Like she, she's an amazing. And I, I also didn't mention she competed in the uh, fastest skating competition. I think in the 2018, maybe 19 All Star game. Yeah, and almost won. Almost had top time. Yeah. Yeah, she was moving. Wait, wait. Who's her husband? Uh, something Schofield. I think he plays for the, uh, for the Chargers. Okay. I don't know. Skill position or No, he's a lineman. No, oh, okay. Um But uh yeah, I mean like what a what a what a power couple, you know? <laughs> that's yeah. that's no, impressive. I mean, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And uh I think I believe she's currently Team USA's captain. Oh, and, she's still playing? She's still going to continue playing after this, too? Oh, yeah. She's she's going to continue her career. Um, wow. At, at least for Team USA. I, the the women's professional situation is... is I, I don't really know what's going on because... They're still alive. I They're think, still playing. Sorry? They're still playing? The NWHL? I don't know because there was this whole... Um, movement of like a like they were doing a tour of kind of like a players association where they were trying to um, go against the league to make more money right no i think they sorted that like i said i I think they are playing like the toronto six like i think that they're gonna they're gonna have a season this upcoming season without covid actually well that is 
that is good. I mean, you know, they they're they're very uh, they're a high talent group of individuals. They deserve to have a a place to get paid for their their efforts, not just play for Team Canada and Team USA and make no money. Right. No doubt. No doubt. And you know, things are getting better every day, and it's people like Emily um, Ingle Natsky and uh, Kendall Coyne Showfield who are really breaking the glass ceilings and and getting these things done and and getting the right notoriety so congratulations to both these ladies and hopefully hopefully things keep going the way that they should for them i'm excited to see more women in hockey yeah and you know another connection uh i i just learned this when uh, notre dame was playing wisconsin because Kendall Coyne was doing the the broadcast. So Notre Dame's goalie is Dylan St. Cyr, and he is the son of the legendary goalie Manon I'm a, Ray, Ray May, maybe? Ray, um She played for Team Canada. She's the first woman to play in an NHL game. She played in a preseason game for the Lightning in 1992 and 1993, she also spent time in the ECHL, West Coast Hockey League, International Hockey League, and was the first woman in the Quebec Major Junior League. She coached Kendall Coyne in youth hockey, and St. Sierra was like the, uh, the the puck boy on the team. So <laughs> um, Kendall Coyne is no stranger to breaking glass ceilings as she was coached by the first woman, first and only woman to play in an NHL game. Right. Yeah, Magnon Romé is uh... – is a legend in herself. And, you know, it's crazy because that had happened all the way in the 90s. And uh, it's just kind of – it's just such slow slow progress, right, you'd think. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not <clears> – <throat> I'm not saying that, you know, there there's – um, and, God, I forget her name every time. I want to say she's uh, Finnish, Finnish goalie. There's a Scandinavian goalie who's uh, also – who's always playing in the Olympics – but uh, she's um, she played it against men in the um, uh, in the in the Swedish Pro League. So she was actually like a true a player in that league, like ten games or something, like in regular season games. So, but in America, yes, and in the North America game, yeah. I mean, it's it's been slow going. So, what's next, Polly? Um, yeah, and so this isn't hockey, but. You know, talking about women in sports, Sarah Fuller became the first woman to play in a Power 5 NCAA football college game, football game for Vanderbilt. Uh, she is the goaltender or goalkeeper for the women's soccer team. They just won the SEC championship. She's 21 years old, playing for Vanderbilt. Uh, they did lose the game, but opening uh, the second half, she kicked off. And was the first, uh, first woman to play in a, a major college football game. So another barrier being broken. And, you know, she obviously deserved to be there. She's a D1 athlete in her, in her own sport and made the football team. So congratulations to her. Absolutely. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Nice segment there, Polly. Thank you. Um, so speaking of, you know, fighting though, is, did you, did you, catch any wind about the Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight? You know, honestly, I didn't even look to see who won. I know that uh, Logan Paul knocked out Robinson. 
Who the fuck is Logan Paul, dude? Somebody tell me who the fuck he's, that person is. He's some annoying YouTuber and Vine kid, and uh, he got he got really famous, and then he got in trouble because he uh, went to I think it's called like the Suicide Forest in Japan, and like recorded all these people uh, who had uh, committed suicide, and they were on trees. Uh, I, I won't go into too much detail, but it's uh, he, he recorded a video of himself with all these people who have, have passed away and he faced a lot of criticism for that. And since then, his uh, social media presence, I think, has suffered. But then he got into fighting and he has had a couple fights now. And for whatever reason, an NBA player, Nate Robinson, decided to fight him. It was an NBA player? I'm I'm pretty sure he's he's an NBA player, yeah. And that was his first fight. I did read that. I read that. Yeah, so I don't know a, why. This is a clown uh, shit show all night. This is what it was. There there was there was just the two. There was a couple. There was the the early card was people who were actual boxers. Then there is this bullshit Logan Paul fight where he just knocks the fucking shit out of this one. This other guy um trash fight and then there was the tyson roy jones jr fight um i mean this is an exhibition it ended in a draw by the way of course um tyson handily handily won it i would say uh i think that that's pretty obvious uh tyson should have been a unanimous decision if not a split decision um but he should have won it if you were scoring it for like a belt which this <laughs> this was not this is two people in their mid 50s going at it uh i will say this though i would not want to step in the ring with tyson you know 54 or not his punches were <sighs> intending to hurt you know Roy Jones is good, and Roy Jones has always been a, a counter puncher. He's been a boxer, right? But Tyson yeah. was a fighter, a, a fucking brawler, a guy who was criticized his entire career about not being able to like actually box and go the length, go go all you know you get, you go thirteen rounds or whatever with Tyson, you probably win him because he'll he'll mess up, and I mean Holyfield kind of kind of exposed him there, but I don't know. It, it, Fucking pay-per-view. This was like the Mayweather McGregor shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like some Rocky Balboa shit. Um, Yeah. The fact that he's still fighting. But he's a scary human. And I'm going to watch the replay. I didn't pay for it or anything, but I'm I'm sure I can find the replay for free now. Oh, it's up. It's up. It's not. So they're two-minute rounds instead of three. Um it's not that entertaining, man. I mean, the most entertaining part is that guess who they had commentating the whole the whole night? Oh, it was Snoop Dogg, wasn't it? And he was electric. <laughs> Dude, have you ever seen Snoop Dogg? Uh, it was like Planet Earth. The it animals? was like uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was like um, uh, meerkats and and crocodiles. Yes. Yeah. He's like, what? What are these animals? <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, Snoop Dogg's the man. He's probably just like the coolest person to ever exist. 
Right. So Logan Paul like knocks him, knocks this other dude down, and <laughs> Snoop Dogg goes off, and he's like, "Oh Lord Jesus, check this out!" Like he just he's just going off. It's it's the best part is Snoop Dogg's commentary. The fighting was yeah. pretty bad. Uh, you know, I mean, and Roy Jones clinched most of the fight, and that was the strategy: is just don't get caught by Tyson by that left hook or that left uppercut because it may or may not kill you. Like yeah. he's, you know, he's still, he's, he's still Mike fucking Tyson. I don't want to take a left uppercut from Mike fucking Tyson. Get, yeah. Would kill me. He would kill me. Um, 50 or not. So anyways, well, so some, man. some hockey players tweeted out, um, about Logan Paul. Uh, and yeah. I think the most notable was Evander Kane. Evander Kane um, would bundle bundle logan paul yeah so and robin leonard also was tweeting about it so uh robin leonard that might be more of an even fight but yeah evander kane would destroy logan paul so i'd love to see that but i would love to i guess see logan it. go ahead no i said i was i would love to see it yeah and i think logan paul is he's saying he wants mcgregor now so that's stupid <laughs> but uh maybe he'll just fight evander kane and Kane will shut him up so he never even gets a shot at McGregor. Right. I just, uh, yeah, I'm uh, very, it's it's a weird time we're living in, everybody. This is just a weird time. Um, I don't know. I'd I'd like to see that dude get his ass kicked. I don't even know who he is, and he just looked like someone who needs his ass kicked. Yeah, dude, he's a little, he's an asshole. Like, (laughs) getting his face knocked in would be wonderful. All right. Well, I guess we're just gonna listen to fucking Polly. How do? You, how come you got to drink so loud? Everything you consume takes. I just hear everything. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was being loud. Yes, Polly. In, in fact, it's weird because I think the mic on your end when we do this is much more like remotely. When we do this is much more um, sensitive because you're coming in way louder than you normally do. That is weird. Must be a different acoustic setup. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyways, we've droned on long enough. It's over an hour now. Um, Capstones, this is season two. Hopefully we haven't scared you off if you're still with us. And um, I guess, Paul, you have anything else? Welcome to season two. We love you. Five stars only. Absolutely. If you give us a rating on whatever platform that you're listening we really appreciate your honest rating, five stars only. Five stars only. And uh, until then, I mean, until next time, which would be Monday, next Monday. Remember, we're two two days a week. We yep. will talk to you then. Uh, so it's Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>